Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me, Belinda Brown, market research marketer. Nice to meet you, Jason. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Market research is one thing, and then a marketer, so what it is marketing is another. So how do you put those two together? That's true. So I'm the director of marketing and business development for a market research firm. Uh, we're a back-end operations company, a global uh, market research operations firm, but I serve uh, in the marketing capacity. So I sell what we do. Got it. Okay. So you're marketing for a marketing company. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So double whammy. That's right. Uh, that's cool. So, and so you must know a lot, obviously, about marketing, but we're talking today about why your personal brand matters. Um, some people think branding and marketing are two different things, but they can coexist. So, can you tell me, I guess, just to start off, um, what is the importance of authenticity when it comes to personal branding? It's incredibly important uh, that, you know, audiences are becoming more and more vigilant around authenticity and transparency. Um, whether that be on social media or in traditional business models or what have you, I think we're, you know, we're entering an age where you really have to show up as your, and you're able to show up as your complete self. Um, and I think that's great. So, you know, in terms of building your personal brand and marketing your business, particularly for entrepreneurs, I think it's incredibly important to show up as you um, and selling your business starts with selling who you are. Absolutely. And I guess part of the challenge for entrepreneurs, because you're mentioning entrepreneurs and branding, is maintaining the authenticity when they're also trying to promote a brand because, you know, you yourself as an artist or creative could be a brand in itself. But a lot of times you're offering a product or service and then that could potentially be your brand. So how do you stay true to yourself? When to, you know, because obviously you want to sell something at the end of the day, right? Or maybe offer something or give something out for free. But it's it's hard to navigate like the idea behind like a brand like Coca-Cola, for example, and then you, the artist who paints. So how do you do that? Right. I think it's a matter of really knowing what it is you're selling, what product or service you're selling, um, and then having that be something that you believe in. Um, and I think if you come to the table as your authentic self and believing in what you're selling, your messaging comes across as clearer and more authentic. Um, you know, people worry about being too salesy or not having any delineation between who they are and what they're selling. Uh, and I think that just, you know, authenticity is a great way to kind of mitigate a lot of that um, by just being, you know, coming to the table as, as who you are. And then, you know, there, at some point the artist will end and the, the brand will begin. But I think nice. merging those things to some extent. Well, let's dig into that a bit. How, how does that, what's the catalyst for that happening? Because like, for example, when I started out, as an entrepreneur, I kept pushing out my the things that I was creating instead of myself. I was always promoting some product or you know technology or something. And eventually, I realized at the end of the day, I'm the one doing all the work and people are talking to me all the time. So now I was more focusing on my own personal brand, which really helped amplify everything I do. So what's the cat? Because now you're talking about backwards, right? You're talking about starting, you know, with a, your, yourself and then moving into a brand or a pro. So what's the catalyst and how does that work? I think it can happen in, in either direction or or in conjunction, right? I don't know that one has to, you know, the cart before the horse kind of thing, but I think it's a, um, it's incredibly important to just make sure that because it, it, it to your point, it's it is you, right? If you're the one doing all the work, particularly in small businesses, um, if you're the one behind the scenes. What you're selling is, you know, you, you've, you've marketed this product or a service 
in a way that, you know, your differentiators are you, your, you know, the way that you're competing in the market is you, um, because otherwise they could buy another product or service, right? So the difference is you. And I think if you... How do you stand out? Yeah. How do you stand out is, is being who you are. You know, I think there, we all have an, you know, unique story and being able to promote that in a way that's legitimate, I think works wonders. I think that's, and and I I find this is just my personal observation of the world in social media and whatnot is people may portray themselves to be something that they're not in order to gain that branding advantage. And, And you keep saying, no, stay true to yourself. So can people stay true to themselves and be authentic and still compete with that level of, you know, reality shows or whatever is out there? How, how do you navigate that and still be successful? It's hard, right? I think you do have to, you know, there's an extent to which we all play the game, right? But that doesn't have to be fake. Okay. And I think that's the difference. I think you can enter the game um, and show up as your best self. Um, you know, I showed up as my best self here today. You did the same. Um, and I think we, if we do that on a consistent basis, it becomes an authentic experience. It becomes staying you're true to yourself. It doesn't mean that you're not cleaning yourself up. It doesn't mean you're not, you know, you've got the curb appeal going, but I think, you know, you're playing the game in a way that feels authentic and feels genuine because it is who you are. And at the end of the day, people, and it's is known statistic, people are just sick and tired of it being sold stuff and influencers. It's more, you know, marketing is gearing towards user-generated content, UGC, because they want to see authentic people really talking about a brand they actually use and love versus an influencer who's never seen the product, is holding it up, and has a million followers. Yeah, it's your- just not an option anymore. I mean, I think we can, we, you know, we can see right through it. We all have social media accounts where we're looking at influencers, and we know they're not drinking that protein shake, or we know they're not using that product. We can see right through it. So it's really no longer an option. Um, You just, you know, you have to have that transparency. I'm glad that we uh, both agree on something that has been tearing marketing apart. And thank God it's kind of going out out the end. So what's the new thing that's happening now, obviously, besides AI, um, in, in branding specifically that entrepreneurs can use today to really amplify their voice? I think to your point earlier about, you know, having to sort of play the game, it's a matter of finding your ideal clients where they actually are. There are 930 million people on LinkedIn. You're not going to beat LinkedIn as far as your SEO goes, right? So using the tools that are available to you um, to, to market yourself, to market your business and find where your clients are. Are your clients on Twitter or the app formerly known as Twitter? X, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> are they on the app formerly known as Twitter? No. Then, you know, you don't really need to invest time or resources into that as much. Do you need to be there perhaps for some sort of visibility? Um, but you don't need to necessarily be targeting in terms of your CRM places where your customers aren't. You mentioned a lot of times during this episode about um, a story, you know, telling a story, telling your story, but I guess it can also be a sales story or a customer story that you had that was a success. Do you recommend, you're mentioning LinkedIn, is it like a, a, an entrepreneur? shoots a video showing what they did for this customer or just talking about it or writing a blog about it or both. And then other, you know, uh, social media content. Is that kind of what you recommend to, to tell people about what you've done and how you do it? Is that effective? It can be. Yeah. I think, you know, using the algorithms to your advantage, sometimes video operates really well. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but for the most part, I think that narrative element that you're speaking about is really important. So, 
telling that story, whether that's in a more traditional sense, like a, you know, a white page or a case study, what have you, you can break that down into some evergreen content on socials, right? Have that be a testimonial, have that be, you know, a pull quote, um, jazz it up with some, some imagery or some graphics. But I think, you know, as long as you're keeping people's attention, um, that narrative is interesting, you can do it in all kinds of ways. And SEO, you know, the way it performs is then an after effect, right? The story needs to be effective and then you can add in your keywords or have you, you know, navigate the, the sort of digital space in a way that's effective. Right. And speaking of digital space, like, do you, as an expert in branding and marketing, do you have some key touch points that a personal brand would use um, to address like for like a digital sales journey? You know, the, the digital sales journey, I'm not going to remember the exact numbers, but, you know, customers are, are searching online. I think it's something crazy, like 75% of the, the search journey is now, you know, before you hit their client, you know, before you make a touch point with your client, they've done vast amounts of research. Um, you know, we're just not introducing concepts to customers anymore. Uh, they know that, you know, there are these products out there, there are these services out there, they're being inundated with content. So I think, you know, not being overly salesy, uh, which is frankly easier than people think, just being... Well, let's, uh, let's touch on that for a second. Yeah. So um, how do you not be salesy? Give me like the top three tips you have in, in terms of cold emailing or social media or anything at all. So if you're reaching out and it feels like something you wouldn't say in conversation, don't say it. If it feels like bad, <laughs> if it feels icky, don't do it. That's cool. Right? Have it be something where you would say in a conversation where you'd speak to a friend and say, you know, I'm really, if you, everyone knows if they come to you with dear so-and-so, you know, I, I knew. I've, I've been trying we to were, reach you. Exactly. I, I can't tell you how many times I get LinkedIn told me, LinkedIn told you, what do you oh mean? God, LinkedIn that's... told me to connect with you. Wow. Like, come on, we can do a little bit more work than that. Yeah. Put a little bit of effort in there. Exactly. So that's one good, one point, uh, one good point. What about two more? Let's see. Um, you know, I think we've already said a couple, right? Showing up as your best self. Uh, don't put up content that doesn't look very good. We are, you know, competing with something like two to 4,000 notifications a day. Jesus. Uh, if it's not, you know, if it's, gar- and that's guarding Of which I don't from, see. Of which we don't see, right? And that's yeah. your kid asking for a snack. That's an email. That's a this. That's this makes noise. That's right. whatever. Your fridge tells you, you know, now that you don't have any celery, the whole thing is like, we're so inundated with notifications from all over and from asks for our attention that I think having something that's really, you know, that would garner interest, would it interest you, I think is a really good question to ask yourself. If you're putting something up, if you're writing a blog, if you're putting up a video, is this something that would interest you? Yeah. That makes sense. It's, you know, because they always say, write what you know, right? Exactly. And yeah. by writing what you know, maybe people care about that and they want to hear more. And um, we talked a lot about notifications and social media and stuff like that, but we haven't really talked about the elephant in the room that brand and marketing and people have to battle constantly. I know I am every day with my team on our startup is constantly battling the algorithms. And, you know, one of the things that we do know at this point is that A, they're fixed. B, they control them. C, they, they, they work against us in many ways as marketers. Um, how do you combat that while still, again, on this same whole thing, staying on brand? Yeah, I think, first of all, acknowledging that is key, right? That you're not going to win the algorithm. There's been studies on on how much you know, our serotonin and our dopamine, you're not going to beat that dopamine hit, right, from the Instagram like. You're not going to be able to circumvent that. So if you acknowledge that these things, if you're going to enter a digital space, right, 
at your, you know, if you can't figure out what a product is, what, what a what a company is selling, it's you, right? The LinkedIn is selling your, is buying your attention, your eyeballs. Uh, and so then using that to your advantage, right? There's going to be eyeballs on your stuff. Enter the spaces to my earlier point where your customers actually are. Provide them with interesting content. Don't keep it purely, you know, human interest is still goes a long way. You know, throw in a story about your dog, whatever it is, right, that makes it interesting to you. But know that, yeah, if you put up a bunch of sales stuff, the algorithm's not going to, you're not keeping anyone's attention, right? So it's not worth it to LinkedIn to promote your stuff. So or any or any network or any network right exactly so they want you to they want you to spend money basically <laughs> they want you to spend money and time they want you to spend time on that app or on that website and if you're not providing something that's going to keep people interested you're going to be downvoted um, so you know use it that's what i mean by using the algorithm to your advantage and you know just accepting frankly that it's it's you're not going to beat it so Join them in a way it that is, feels ethical to you. It is built against you. And I agree to, to keep ethics in place. Um, we, we do a lot of that with our startup. We're always very careful, um, you know, what words we attract. We, we stay away from markets that don't have anything to do with us, even though people tell us to. They say, no, 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 use those keywords because they're great. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not us. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's not us. So we're, we're staying authentic. I mean, we're an, we're an authenticity app. So kind of we have to. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit about more where people can find out what you guys do and, and how you can help them. Yeah. So gazelleglobal.com, if anyone's interested in uh, global market research services. We also we have a um, LLC out of uh, the company called uh, Gazelle Advisors, which does some work for small businesses uh, who need help with stuff like personal branding and marketing, writing, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, gazelleglobal.com, Gazelle Global on Twitter, Gazelle Global on LinkedIn. Gazelles, beautiful animals. Beautiful animals. <laughs> Thank you, Belinda. This was great. And hope you guys learned something. See you guys in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.